0: Hey everybody, welcome to Filmhouse, the Funhouse movie podcast where we review movies and also talk about movie news and sometimes look at back at the movies that we loved over the years and beyond. Sometimes we make
1: big brackets of sometimes different we kinds do, of movies and then argue about them.
0: Yeah, we rank them with a very, very arbitrary yeah. criteria mm-hmm. I to did one of no those. actual official end. You did. Mm-hmm. You did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I try to black them out, but um, <laughs> thanks for joining us today on the show. I'm hosting Elise and also here. That, that actually sounded very less you're, magnanimous than I meant it to be. Also thirsty, here. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Patrick and James. Hey, everybody.
1: Hello. How's it going?
0: Oh, they're, Go they're not for our, our audio listeners. They're nodding. No. Uh, in a oh, very, yeah. Very, oh,
1: right. We have to be conducive <laughs> yeah. to the audio listeners. I am wearing a quiet. yellow shirt. Uh, it has, uh, red trim, uh, around the neckline yep.
2: and the shoulder a ring, ring T
1: things behind me are posters. <laughs> I am
0: on fire wildly flailing my arms. Oh, there
2: I am. Yeah. And I'm, one. I'm wearing a, uh, kind of like a, a, plaid, I guess, sort of that lumberjack red kind of shirt, uh, mm-hmm. little blue fun house hat on looking cute mm-hmm. today. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah,
1: that's, is it good okay. To say, are you gonna, are you gonna take that back later? Or are you gonna, are you gonna stick with it? the hat no i'm saying you being cute generally people go i feel <laughs>
0: cute but i might not feel cute might later delete later. that comment later. no no
2: no 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 that's not me i have 100 percent okay. confidence 100 percent of the time
0: oh, okay perfect
2: yeah that's
1: great
0: <laughs> <laughs> the end at hey,
1: hey, least <laughs> speaking of movies did you know that alex band the lead singer of The Calling, appeared in the movie Coyote Ugly as a mu- musician
0: on stage. You know, I well, think actually maybe when that movie came out, I did know that. Okay, great.
2: Perfect. Were you a big Calling fan? The Calling fan?
0: Was anyone? No. Why are we talking I mean, not that I know tense? of. But...
1: Hold on. Before we, <laughs> <started> <laughs> reco-
0: <laughs> Before we started recording, we were talking about this, this kind of like subset of 90s, early 2000s bands that included like Vertical Horizon, Creed, The Calling um matchbox 20 matchbox 20
1: yeah. sure yeah. well the, here's all classics fact, alex band was in a band and he married yep. jennifer sky who is a cloud that's wild <laughs> oh <huh>? wow <laughs> good. <laughs> really good
0: um if you came to this podcast <laughs> for movie discussion uh
1: we're actually gonna have some today to have yeah some. we're actually gonna
0: have some today no we're just, um, we're just bantering we're talking this, early this 2000s is,
2: soundtracks.
0: Mm-hmm. You, which, you know what? A movie I'm that would coordinate. have had would have been even more awesome if it had an early 2000s soundtrack is Nobody starring. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, oh, my God. A Bob, Bob Odenkirk. Job. 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 This movie is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like great. we can do a review and it's just going to be us gushing over it for 45 minutes which is totally fine but i'm just going to put it out right here it's fucking awesome and i'll give you mm-hmm. some background on it it uh stars bob odenkirk as hutch mansell he uh is kind of a Great you know <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. He he's just sort of your average average guy you know family man and uh there's an incident in his home where he fails to defend his family when two thieves break into their suburban home and in the aftermath he he, you don't really know much about this character but he's got this like the simmering rage that uh just sort of boils to the to the brim in in these these like truly bombastic violence sprees and Mm -hmm. um I think we can talk about the movie in pretty vague, spoiler-free terms at first. and Then, if we want to, we want to get into those yeah. later. We can, mm-hmm. uh, because there is, of course, you know, a bunch of underlying information about Hutchman Cell. Um, but it was directed by Ilya Viktorovich Nashuler, founder of the Russian indie rock band Biting Elbows. Uh, he's notable for directing, producing, and writing, and he uh, composed the music for Hardcore Henry. Oh, okay. And. Uh, Very well. It was written by Derek Kolstad who is the creator of the John Wick franchise. That makes sense. Which which makes <laughs> sense because this yeah. movie is very it's it's you know suburban John Wick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um um that I I will say
1: like I don't know how much you want to get into set it up before spoilers and stuff. It is it is an interesting movie when you think well, you know, honestly, this goes back to our discussion. We were, again, as Elise mentioned, we were talking about bands that mm-hmm. all kind of fell into the certain category, like a musical movement that happened. So you would get all these bands that like blurred together, and theoretically, you could have taken all their music and it would be one album. Um, which I was saying, I think you can't judge the film just or the music alone, the song alone, because can be fine but when you compare it with 50 (laughs) other that sound just like it it makes the song that song seem much less good uh in a lot of cases our dog is barking in the background Um, i'm gonna go check on him (laughs) all right go check on him i'll I'll handle this um and this is something i felt about this movie because as as elise mentioned it it comes from the screenwriter of uh john wick and the whole time i was like i really hope this is from the john wick team because if it's not we are now in a situation where other yeah. studios and stuff are like oh well, let's just make a john wick um but yeah so i mean which this is, is definitely this is, happening it's There's, definitely happening. there will be you know, a sure. yeah
2: but i don't know i this it felt different and like it, it's also not like john wick didn't invent john wick's big like i think contribution to the action genre isn't mm-hmm. the like dude with a dark past thing oh no right yeah, like that sure. that's a tried and true the john wick thing is more the like extremely like highly coordinated gunfighting. yeah and and then kind of like the world was cool that like the criminal mm-hmm. underworld thing and very stylish but
1: yeah i mean you can always go back to like taxi driver as like the first time, where some like one of the early points of like experimenting with that genre of like regular guy stands up and like completely snaps or or what have you. But yeah. then you know, Death Wish, Death Wish essentially commercialized that genre and just said like regular guy <laughs> goes and like does everything he can and it becomes an a pure action movie. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but, it's not but Death Wish. New.
2: He doesn't have a past. That's true. He's yeah. he's that one's just, and then in the sequels, he's I don't even know. I don't even remember what happens. It, I think it gets pretty out there after a while. Yeah, but. I think it gets wild. But I, I do think
1: that that in this movie, the unique aspect is for sure. It for sure comes for me in the casting. Oh, Bob yeah. Odenkirk in this role. I think if they had gone with someone else, anyone that even was like maybe remotely to the Keanu Reeves, because he's like silent, cool. I guess mm-hmm. is a good. And he's way to always been cool. Him. He's always been yeah. cool. When he was in John Wick, it was like it wasn't necessarily resurgence or like a change of no. pace for him. But it was like, oh yeah, this makes perfect sense for someone who we think of as this like silent, cool dude. Brooding, he um, was an action
0: star in The Matrix.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Bob Odenkirk is somewhat off type like he has definitely gotten into the dark uh, realm i mean he's gotten into the dark realm of stuff like breaking bad and better call saul like we we know that he is an actor and can do these these darker pieces but i would say like you know trusting him to be a full-blown action star is is a pretty big leap but i think it's that freshness for me that made this movie so much fun you know
0: I yeah. agree, and and his career is such an interesting evolution from being a Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live writer to being mm-hmm. a Conan writer to being a you know on Mister Show mm-hmm. to uh, then like I think Better Call Saul Breaking Breaking Bad was just a huge pivot for people where everyone yeah. was like Bob Oden Bob Odenkirk in like a serious kind of you know dark drama dark comedy drama like that's so weird and then last or two years ago he popped up in little women he's in in the little Women remake he's the dad and and you're and you're kind of like bob man bob Bob he's just he's such a silly man but then he's doing kind of now all these prestige roles and then this is really interesting I i was listening to an interview with him where he was talking about taking on this role and i guess he started in like 2018 i guess developing this role and he 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 was concerned about it and he said that the what he wanted to do was sell it to his wife because his wife's a producer i think and his he was like if my wife doesn't think i can sell it then Mm -hmm. you know i can't um Mm -hmm. because she was kind of skeptical skeptical about it yeah um but man yeah he's he killed it he he
2: killed it yeah go ahead sorry i was just gonna say and if you like if you're listening to this, and you only know Bob Odenkirk as like the Saul from Breaking Bad and stuff, he's he's Go at back. least part <laughs> he's at least partially responsible for every comedy thing you've watched since yep. like 1995, mm-hmm. either in yeah, influence Simpsons. or directly. Yeah, because yeah. like Mr. Show is like a direct. I think it, it kind of goes back because he wrote for like Larry Sanders too. Uh, and Get a Life, which is great. I don't know if you've seen that, that Chris Elliott show. Very fucking mm-hmm. weird.
0: Oh, I know. Yeah, um, I know the show. <laughs>
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then uh, like Mr. Show is basically there's like Mr. Show and then everything after Mr. Show. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of I, those things. This this movie is a testament
1: to when and I've talked about this before in the past where I think some, I think we have a lot of movies that are are bad these days but that's because they were kind of accepted to be just like a whatever like monster truck right it's mm-hmm. like who cares it, it, like kids will see it and that's all anyone cares about when they start putting this movie together so no one actually is like trying to make the best product they can yeah. i think if you if you follow the process of this as it's starting From another script from the John Wick screenwriter, right? Who really has a hard on for that type of story. But I think it's okay. I think it's okay. I I love thinking about the screen movies and how that screenwriter was like, I can write one amazing type of movie, and and he can churn it out again and again, but it's always so enjoyable. Nothing, Mm -hmm. absolutely nothing wrong with knowing your strengths. Kevin Wilson, in this case.
0: Well, didn't he also write Dawson's Creek?
1: Yeah, I mean, but even that's like teens, like I know teens voices and, and well, yeah, scream yeah, is the kind of Dawson's on Creek. The head
0: of like the verbose teenager that speaks in yeah. a way that's above their years. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but
1: Derek Kolstad has has like the dark path like it's a regular suburban world and then but there's a this person has a dark past, but then they this whole world itself has a dark underworld as well. Like and so writing mm-hmm. to that genre. But essentially, if you just read the script, you'd be like, OK, what happens is that the casting is fantastic, like all of the characters really stand out. And then I think the directing is fantastic, too. It's it's yeah. an effortful thing. Someone was like, I, this is not going to be another John Wick. This is going to be my movie called Nobody. And I want to make it to stand out that way. And so the world feels unique, even though it's completely pulling elements that we've seen in John Wick. Stuff. Yeah. And um and then the character feels unique, even though essentially like you could probably swap a lot of the lines with John things John Wick might say, you know, and same goes for the villains. Like, but they all have their very unique standout voice. And I think that's what makes it fun, because you you know what the water slide's gonna do, but
2: it's a better yeah. water slide. So I'm curious what because I yeah, like you said, with the cast, it's that's that is the thing. What What is the first thing you remember seeing Bob Odenkirk in? Because it's for me, it's I think it's Wayne's World 2. And he's just like he has maybe four lines uh-huh. in it. And that that's yeah. like what I first that is when I was first aware of who, him as like a, he in Wayne's World 2. He's they like are backstage at a concert. And him and they get like shuttled into the weirdo area. And then Bob Uh, Odenkirk and this other guy like approach them and are just weirdos, essentially. And it's maybe a 30 second scene. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I I mean, I saw I watched Mr. Show, so that was probably my
1: first direct experience with
0: them. Tim and Eric, probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it was probably the thing where I had seen him in Conan. There stuff. it
2: is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, geez. So young. I'd probably I probably seen know. him in Conan's stuff and just not really taken uh, stock of who he was. You know, yeah. just, he mm-hmm. was just kind of miscellaneous play day player for whatever mayhem yeah. was happening. Yeah. But he's mm-hmm. just like, he just seems like such a down to earth, likable guy too, mm-hmm. which uh, I think goes so far in him doing a role like this because it's genuine and uh, you guys touched on the the Russian element, and I think having the director with with his background come in and uh, kind of bring that flavor. And it, fe- it doesn't feel like you're, you know, Cold War Russian mobster. It's these Russian mobsters that do bad karaoke. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> like <laughs> they uh, it, it's just it's just so silly this, in a way, this- too. Yeah, they're like this fun is, villains.
1: Well, so uh, this is I have this is I'm probably going to be the only person with this perspective um, because of weird stuff. But for whatever reason, n- well, <laughs> for whatever reason, I saw that the Green Hornet, the uh, Seth Rogan movie yeah. <laughs> was on Netflix and was leaving it. So I said, I never watched this when it came out. I heard it wasn't good. I should watch it. So I started watching it and It is not good, but um, it has Christoph Waltz in this role as Chudnovsky, who is like he's like the villain of it all. And there's every single scene that they have with him is him being pretty mundane. And then someone will say something and then he'll go, wait, you don't think I'm scary? Like and then it's supposed to be like, oh, he seems like regular. But underneath the surface, he's like, he could be really terrified. The movie's
0: like Mm -hmm. telling you that he's scary as opposed to showing you that he's scary. yeah. the
1: only difference is that even in those scenes, he's not scary. Like, <laughs> right. And so like even, it, it should be it should be. Oh, he seems so unimposing. But then when he's unleashed, he becomes this like terrifying monster. This this movie, nobody the villain in that is that like he's he's what they wanted Christoph Waltz to be in Green Hornet, which is the first time you see him. He's he, you know, he's kind of scary. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. literally he's introduced because he's making Russian. an illegal U-turn mm. and he's Russian, um, <laughs> making an illegal U-turn, like completely disregarding the people on the road. So you already get like he thinks this is his town. This is his playground. Right. He gets out. He walks across the street, almost hit by cars, completely disregards them. He's immune to this kind of stuff. He and then He invincible. goes into his club that he pretty clearly owns because everyone treats him really well there and then sings karaoke on yes. stage and it completely disarms you and yeah. you're like wait a minute like what what is this guy and yeah
0: and it's also and then, not the kind of yeah. karaoke that should be getting the overwhelmingly positive response it is right yeah so, so you can tell there's some level of coercion there yeah of oh yeah like for sure. oh you need to applaud for this man's bad karaoke
1: yeah but it, it's opposed to him getting up there and like in another in another worse movie they'd be doing karaoke and he'd smash something and then everyone would go silent. He's like, what are you talking about or whatever? And those types of moments do come later on in the movie, but it's already after they've disarmed you and shown you like this guy isn't who you think he is. Yeah. And there's a, I mean, there's a lot of great stuff. I don't know how much we want to talk about, like after the inciting incident of like the scene on the bus and like what causes
2: these two men's worlds to start intertwining. But actually uh, one of the only things that I would sort of like, I I just, I don't, one of the things that I'm not really sure, I don't really understand why they did it this way, is everything leading up to the bus. So, Mm -hmm. they break into his house, he doesn't do anything, he tracks him down, and then sort of has a confrontation with them, and then Uh gets on the bus, and gets in a fight with a totally unrelated group of people, which is what actually starts the movie. Like, I, yeah. I understand why they did it, because they need to, like, he has to, you know, he's amped up. He wants to release this, mm-hmm. the beast inside him. But mm-hmm. it kind of felt like a weird, I, I don't know. Like, it felt there, like I that's where the movie was going, was that way. And then all of a sudden, it's like, yeah. actually, it's these bus people.
0: I, I think this is taking us into spoiler territory. So maybe, maybe we just... Uh... Do some ad reads now and then we'll mm-hmm. we'll just we'll just go for it we'll just talk okay. talk in all depth right, because good. i think think that if you We're if you deep. are on the fence about seeing this movie and you need us to to give you a um you know a, a review it's it's like yes absolutely see oh, yeah. it. it's worth it's worth you know especially if you have somebody's to split the mm-hmm. cost of the rental like it's totally worth doing mm-hmm. it it'll be the best movie you've seen all quarantine um Ooh, all quarantine <laughs> <laughs> yeah well uh, I did Snyder rewatch cut, Lord of the Rings, so Snyder Cut came out. So. And <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and the Snyder Cut—they hold up. <laughs> black, the uh, black I'm and white t- version. You might be surprised to hear this, but the Lord of the Rings movies hold up. guys. Oh, I know. I, I just I'm you're just preaching to the choir. Point. I'm just I'm just right. joshing with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, so like. We're going to talk about it in spoilers because that's going to be uh, totally fun. And if you haven't seen it, go see it and then come back and listen to us gush about it. But yep. right now, we're going to hear some words
3: from our sponsors. Oh, hello. This episode of Film House is brought to you by Bright Sellers. If you're anything like me, maybe you love wine. Or maybe you love wine, but you're a little bit intimidated when purchasing wine. You know there's a red wine and a white wine, but that's about it. Well, finding a great wine doesn't need to be intimidating. No, it doesn't, dear. And that's where Bright Sellers comes in. Bright Cellars uses a sophisticated wine algorithm to match you with wines that you are guaranteed to love. Just take their 30 second wine quiz and bam, personalized wine right to your door. I took the quiz online and I just got my first box. And here we are about to take my first sip. Delicious. Bright cellar sommeliers even share stories of some of the wines that they love. Every wine comes with an education card that gives you details on tasting notes so you can better understand why you like this wine, but maybe not that one. Here's some examples of some of the cards. They're really cute. I love reading them because I love reading about wine. And they have a satisfaction guarantee. With any wine that you don't like, they'll work with you to get you a replacement in your next order. Bright Cellars offers members premium, sustainable, sparkling, and biodynamic wines. We're giving you 50% off your first six bottle orders from Bright Seller by hitting the link in our bio below. Head to brightcellars.com filmhouse. That's Sellers, C-E-L-L-A-R-S dot com. Backslash Filmhouse, you can take their seven-question quiz to get your wine matches and receive 50% off your first six-bottle order. Bright sellers helping you discover wine you'll love. Thanks, Bright Sellers.
0: This episode of Filmhouse is sponsored by Masterclass Look. We all have that one skill or hobby that feels like it's just out of reach and we want to try to get better at, you know, the whole the adage that, you know, you need 10,000 hours of practice something to get good at it. It's it's kind of true. But you can also learn a lot if you have a master of their field that downloads their knowledge directly into your brain. And that's where Masterclass can help out. If you want to learn about filmmaking from Spike Lee or cooking from Gordon Ramsay, economics from Paul Krugman. You can now, thanks to MasterClass, uh, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. I took the Steve Martin comedy masterclass mostly because I just wanted to listen to Steve Martin talk about an art that I really love. But I did learn a lot, and he brought so much personality and actual entertainment to it. So it, it's Steve Martin, of course. So it never felt like I was learning, and I think that's what a lot of these classes do: is you have really charismatic and interesting people who are at the top of their game in their respective fields. And have so much experience, and they're teaching you that in a really uh, interesting format that you know you feel entertained to while you're doing it. It's I, I can't recommend MasterClass enough. You can take these devices on or classes on just about any device, so Apple TV, your phone. They're broken into 10, ten or fifteen minute lessons, uh, so you can kind of you know do them bite sized when you have time. Uh, there's over a hundred classes. From world-class instructors, some that I mentioned, and uh, that thing that you want to learn is is maybe closer in reach than you think. I highly recommend you check out MasterClass. You can get unlimited access to every masterclass, and as a Filmhouse viewer or listener, you'll get fifteen percent off an annual membership. Just go to masterclass.com/filmhouse. That's masterclass.com/filmhouse. F I L M H A U S for fifteen percent off MasterClass. Okay, we're back. Patrick, fire it, fire it up. Yes, so, okay. So, <laughs> No, so, go, 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 go. Go, go, go. I insist. Hutch Mansell is kind of this, like, average guy. He lives a suburban lifestyle. I love the opening montage where it's, like, the, the redundancy it's of his routine. days, the monotony. It's, like, doing those quick cuts montage of, like, he gets his coffee. His wife ignores him. He goes to his pencil-pushing job. He comes home. His kids don't really, you know, have a regard for him, like...
2: He goes to work That's for fucking Michael Ironside
0: who's changed. I haven't seen him in <laughs> yeah. really a long time. And, yeah. I, and again, he's, he's a big very man. he's a big perspective
1: man. on this. I have just recently watched Next Karate Kid. So jumping from a young Michael Ironside to an old Michael Ironside in the span of about 12 hours was very jarring for me. Oh yeah, I can yeah. see that.
0: Um, but then, yeah, there's this inciting incident where these hoodlums break into his home and he his son is, uh, you know, e- encouraging him to, like, attack them and he doesn't. And so he's kind of kind of gets this, you know, it's it sucks because there's this, like the this scene where the the responders are like attending to his family and his oh, cop yeah. is like if that was my family i would have i would have you know they would have been dead or whatever and it's like yeah. dude there's just like who would say that to someone in a home invasion <laughs> yeah. um so so yeah there's well there's a cop this, i guess because
2: that is I that's guess. what they they do is uh you yeah
0: know, murder so there's a uh this this you know linger now he's he's even got this animosity with his his kid and This 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 cloud over his family from this incident. And you can tell he's he's really pent up and distraught over it. And then, Patrick, you were talking about he gets he gets on this bus one night. Well, so
2: what I was saying, though, is he goes to, like, confront because I think it's basically because his daughter is he thinks that they stole his daughter's kitty cat bracelet. And that sort of pushes him, I think, because he's very neutered. That's that's kind of the thing. Like him and his wife sleep with pillows between them.
0: Well, they definitely stole his watch, but it's not the watch that really even gets him. It's the kitty right. cat bracelet. This like insignificant in like you know, thing without any value. But you can yeah. tell like that's like the the twig he stepped he on that snaps yeah. and his all his old habits and feelings just like bubble to the surface. Yeah. But which he is great. Like, a kitty cat bracelet is so good. <laughs>
2: So he tracks them down to this like apartment they're living in. He he busts in and he's roughing them up or whatever. And then he they don't have the they don't have the bracelet, which is important. Not important later, but so he oh, he a, leaves funny, because they a have a baby. Moment. Yeah, there's like a goof later with it, but he kind of just leaves once he sees that they have a baby, right? Or did I like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he no, so yeah,
1: he he, he, he realizes that they're, <laughs> they they their act of a theirs was an act of desperation right yes. like it would it would appear they don't really have much and it would appear that they were trying to get money to to help Eat their, their kid. baby they're eating ramen. He, he did yeah he did already know by this point that the that they came to his house with an without a loaded gun right like they brought mm-hmm. a weapon but it didn't have any bullets so he you knew they weren't really a threat yeah. and what the was, intention was yeah but, but I it's, think it, it, it's too late. It fired him up.
2: Yeah.
0: It the up. the floodgates
1: have already opened. And it was and it, also a way for us to learn for the audience to learn that he isn't entirely. He is lame. Well, not just his morals, but that he isn't the lame loser that everyone paints him to be right. Like the regular no. guy, yeah. because during his search, he, he gets into a situation where it looks like he might have some trouble. But then. Because because everyone in this movie can be identified by their wrist tattoo, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it it uh, you find oh, out. Oh, I that forgot about that scene. Guy, yeah, in the a tattoo guy shop, in a tattoo parlor, uh, they're about to rough him up because they're like, "Whoa, you you're not supposed to be here." He was using like fake FBI credentials to like mm-hmm. go and and ask around questions and stuff and figure out who these people that robbed him were. And then one of the guys there sees a tattoo. Of some playing cards on his wrist and immediately identifies him as of something very serious. Military An ex-military. Very, very serious, and immediately like diffuses the situation and then like goes and comically locks the door, which are also some fun yeah. moments that this movie has uniquely that aren't really in the John Wick. Or it's just like these fun, silly things where you're like locks a door you hear a hundred doors door knocks or door locks (laughs) click and then he like even slides the thing shut um (laughs) but that so there were some things that get you before the bus to like telling you kind of a little bit what you need to know about him yeah so that way when you do get to the bus and he does say nope i want this to turn into it i want this to turn into a situation because i want to beat the shit out of some people and and maybe get beat up myself
2: you he sees why. them
1: crawl out and he's like, please yeah. get on. <laughs> he's he's a sociopath, but he's also not a evil sociopath, I guess. I don't know how you would mean, describe it. Yeah.
0: I think he's just he's he's welcoming someone that he that he can justify unleashing his aggression on. Yeah, and definitely. These douchebags are are justifiably worth, yeah. you know, and, and there's also this young woman on the bus who they start harassing and he's mm-hmm. like, she's getting home safe tonight. hmm. And uh, I w- this movie would be so awesome. It, I mean, I obviously had seen the trailer and knew about it going into it, but if you just kind of started this up with no pretenses, it, w- it would be so great just yeah. to see him oh, uh, unleash. And so, yeah, that, that scene on the bus is awesome. It's so good. Mm-hmm. That poor oh, bus driver, though. <laughs> gets thrown out and just like kind of stumbles back in. So yeah. cool. <laughs> Um, and he's you know he's tearing apart the bust. Everything's a weapon. Uh, that that D- DIY tracheotomy. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I'm not a squeamish person, but even that like got me a bit. Where I was just like a little like God- straw. Oh goddamn! I. That's yeah. Good. And uh, but what he doesn't know is that the the person that he does this this trache to is the brother of this you know horrible, you know, Russian mobster. Mm-hmm. Who it's like and I think the fun the fun little uh story beat that they do is that they're not even really close brothers. He doesn't re- really like his brother. Yeah, it he comes in, and beats a, yeah. the
2: shit out of him in the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> it's still. <laughs> or maybe it's, a it's the other guy, but yeah,
0: it's the other guy. But it's 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 a matter of principle that he mm-hmm. attacks yes. his brother, and and you know mm-hmm. who the fuck does this guy think he is? Which I think is such a that's another brilliant character note of of that mobster mm-hmm. that it's not even because he loves his brother no. and he wants. Yo, yeah, it's so good,
1: which is such so a trope good. in in movies like this is like you killed my brother and stuff like this. Yeah. He's like he doesn't care about his brother and he doesn't even like his job. Like there's so many things that they like these <laughs> yeah. things that they drop in there like he hates his job. He hates his brother. He, he wants to be on stage singing, but he would this even indirectly slights him. And that's that's too much for him to bear. And so that's what causes him to basically initiate an all out war against against this guy who as far as he is aware appears to be a regular dude well i guess not for too long after well they're
2: kind of both yeah they're kind of both just like these dudes who want a sort of they seem to both kind of want a more normal life right Mm, like bob odenkirk's character just wants to be a family man now the other guy just wants to sing karaoke but he also happens to be like a psychopath that's I, that's that's great.
1: It, but it's it's a great thing because you see these people who are like, they do they like do they though, you know? Yeah. Because there there's oh, several right. yeah, opportunities. yeah. I mean, that's the whole
2: question there's of several, the movie. Th- I guess.
1: I, that, but that's a great thing. That's I think why there's a great villain and hero, right? A protagonist mm-hmm. and antagonist in this is that they are pretty much the same, but they like that's what makes them. I don't know. It's just, I hadn't thought yeah. about that, like because they're both given opportunities to
2: walk away several yes. times and they yes.
1: actively choose not to
2: each. Um, yeah, both of them are just like, no, this is. <laughs> yeah, I already I already started this. I can't yeah, end yeah. it until And I, I almost wanted dead. to go further. There's there's also yeah. more moments like that on
1: the bus later on in the film uh, after things have gotten completely out of control um, and there's bodies everywhere there is a pretty wonderful scene where, where the two of them meet finally to really hash things out. And uh, it's at the club. And Bob Odenkirk essentially like interrupts his singing session to have dinner at his restaurant.
2: Yeah. And they sit front down and center together.
1: in the sta- yeah. at the stage. They sit down yeah. together with like a bomb in the that Bob Odenkirk has that he can blow up if something happens. Right. And so... Then they basically he gives him an offer. He comes to, like, say, listen, you hate your job. You, We can just walk away from all of this. You can take whatever you've got, bad guy, and I'll take whatever I've got left. And then we can just go our separate ways. And that'll be that. And then the moment goes, to, then Bob leaves, or I guess what's his name? Hutch. Hutch Huch. leaves and then goes and sits in the car, in his car. And then go, it like almost as like fingers crossed, like, please, please, please don't take the deal. Don't take the deal. Don't take yeah. the deal. And then you see the bad guy come obviously not taking the deal. Yeah, and then boom, that explodes out, yeah. into the final climax of the movie and stuff. And it, But it's like, even at this point, no one's learned their lessons, which is like a unique attribute of this. Film. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, like stepping back a little bit after, you know, the altercation on the bus and stuff, we kind of. Or maybe a little bit before, but we are introduced to Hutch's dad, played by Christopher Lloyd, oh, mm-hmm. who's got his his FBI oh. badge. And then we're kind of like, okay, Hutch was FBI. What did he do for the FBI? And we later learn in the movie that he was an auditor that was an assassin that killed people who were like untouchable or couldn't, you know, couldn't be captured. Mm-hmm. And so clearly, like, he had complete immunity with the U.S. government to do whatever he needed to do. To, and and it would seem that also like now in his newfound family life he has that protection like mm-hmm. protection still but now he's he's coming out of retirement so to speak mm-hmm. and it's like it's like coming back it's like coming back to him like a drug you know mm-hmm. like this feeling of what he used to do and I Christopher Lloyd as his dad is so great too because part of that storyline is that Christopher Lloyd's was also Maybe this, this same Something like the same role, like similar. They mentioned that or... they mentioned that he was like
2: a combat veteran in the very beginning yeah. when the kid is like asked. Oh, and his kid, his son hates him. Yeah, yeah. Bob Odenkirk's son hates him. Well, because
1: because the perception is that he's a weak middle aged yeah. man. You know, because again, when they go to rob the place, the son like tackles one of the one of the robbers, and then Bob Odenkirk do, like doesn't attack them back he's like let him go son and the son gets hit and like beat up in the process and stuff it's like you let me get hurt why didn't you fight them when the truth of the matter is he he was more observant and knew more than the son
0: yeah and the son has no idea that his father and grandfather are like two of the deadliest dudes on u.s soil like it's it's really cool they uh the scene where then they the russian mob come to their home and hutch is like he puts them in the basement.
2: Yes. And, yeah, he like has the secret and, uh, code that
0: yeah, shuts a big metal
2: gate. It's so, so cool.
0: good. Um and he's he's like just annihilating everyone until he gets tasered. Um yeah. something I really loved was the, the when they're taking him away in the, the car and he's in the trunk of the car and he does that little like his little wrist dislocation thing mm-hmm. like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And then he mm-hmm. he uses the fire extinguisher to like To like blind everybody in the car, Mm -hmm. Um, which is like when you're trying to think of new and inventive things you can do in an action movie, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It also.
1: Oh, good. Good. Sorry.
2: No, I was going to say, this just reminded me of it. But uh, so he works for Michael Ironside, who's his father in law. Yeah. Like his brother in law, too. That's what I was going to talk about. So his brother in law. His son thinks that his brother-in-law is real cool because he asks, if yeah. he, he, he asked Bob Odenkirk, like, can I interview you? And he's like, why don't you interview your uncle? Like he saw some combat and he was like, yeah, I already asked him. And the yeah. uncle is just like this fucking douchebag. He yeah. sucks. Yeah. And then there's like a scene like he's just like shitting on Hutch or whatever the whole time, calling him, like telling him he's a, you know, a wimp or whatever. And there's a scene later in the movie where he comes in to, like, yeah. buy the company from them. Mm-hmm. And he just fucking, the guy, like, swings up off a jerk and he just fucking sucker punches him. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then and he's, ding, like, ding, then sitting he him down. down.
2: <laughs> he's yeah. like, shh, it's okay. Just sit down, sit up. Yeah. Just like, oh, Which, it's yeah, like, so good. Just breathe.
1: Good. It's, yeah. it's definitely those types of things that make this movie a standout. Because I think the big question is, well, if I have already seen John Wick, or I didn't like John wick. Why would I want to watch this movie? And the truth of the matter is I think this is a less John wick is very, takes itself very seriously. And I think this, this Mm -hmm. film is not a parody by any means of those John wick films, but it's uh, maybe more aware, like the intent when you think of the intentional casting of Bob Odenkirk, as opposed to Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves generally takes himself pretty seriously, even if the audience doesn't always. Um, yeah. And, uh, and then when you take take Bob Odenkirk, he's a perfect example. He's a talented actor and he can do it all. But like you have those moments like you mentioned with the brother when he finds the brother finds out that they were robbed. He like pulls a gun on him and he's like, next time, why don't you use this? And then, yeah. and Bob Odenkirk's like, what are you doing? Like, you're holding a gun on me. He's like, don't worry, the safety's on. And, and then he looks at the gun and he's like, oh, wait, no, it wasn't like, yeah, like he's like. <laughs> He's a complete fuck up and a complete doofus and it has those moments like
0: yeah. pretty well injected throughout the film to like make you feel like, "Oh, and, cool." And they made Bob Odenkirk an action star through training. But sometimes yeah. with He comedic, looks great. He looks great, but but sometimes with like comedic delivery, you can't you can't always teach that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this movie has so many comedic moments like um, like Bob Odenkirk sucker punching him mm-hmm. and then, you know, gently putting him down, like him finding the kitty cat bracelet and and kind of just like, oh, oh, oops, it was <laughs> under the couch the whole time. It's like, guess I didn't have to little, do any of this. Yeah. All these little comedic moments that like you, pro- you maybe couldn't get an action star yeah. to uh, sell. Yeah, for you sure. Know?
1: Well, I mean, one of my favorite things, too, and that adding to it being a very, very dark comedy is the tropes of other movies appearing in this film, but then being subverted. So like the car accident that you mentioned with the fire extinguisher, those like the people that were trying to kidnap him, uh, are basically maimed horribly, like by the accident. And then Bob Odenkirk like crawls away hurt, but not, not, uh, fatally. And there's one guy left there. Who's like, dying slowly there's nothing he can do to save him but he's like basically dying slowly and then he's oh yeah so then Bob Odenkirk like he's like who are you so then Bob Odenkirk starts to tell him and then he like recounts this starts recounting like a story of like things he's done or things he's seen and then and then he looks down and the guy's dead like the guy
0: like he's been dead <laughs> yeah it happens again doesn't and, it where he's like yeah. pouring out his story
1: yeah and <laughs> then it happens again later on in the movie where he's like he's like really now unleashing his backstory for the audience but so it feels genuine there's yeah. a there's a soldier there who is pretty badly badly hurt and uh and so he starts telling that guy he's like fine i'll tell you who i am and then of course when you return after he's finished his story he finally looks and the guy's been dead for it. he's completely gone like and yeah. it's so those are funny things in another movie you would see that and he'd be like now i'm gonna let you go so you can tell the bad guy that nope not this movie yeah he's dead he, he didn't died. make it past the third word
2: yep yeah i i was so impressed too with like i, I know baba and kirk's a great actor and everything and like from the trailer and stuff, it's like, you know that he can play kind of like a sad, mm-hmm. shlubby guy or whatever, but like, he was very convincing. Mm-hmm. There was like no point during the action scenes where I was mm-hmm. like, this is stupid.
3: Like yeah. he fucking
2: yeah. looks angry. He looks mean and angry. And I think it's because he just has such a like, he's such a just average looking dude. Mm hmm. That maybe mm-hmm. maybe he can just do anything and it's believable it really because he works. looks so normal that you're just like, yeah, I, I guess this is what that person would look like. Why would like why would they look like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Why would you send yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. why would you send some enormous guy to be this, this like the most conspicuous dude in the world to be a hitman when you could have like this guy who looks like he works at Staples or something yeah, <laughs> or like wherever, but, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: But his training is just elite. If this movie was exactly. made in the 90s, it would definitely be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Did, he retired from the FBI, and now he's living a simple family life out in the suburbs. Well, it's commando. And He gets And even though he's... Yeah. And even though he's... <laughs> Massive and just felt <laughs> yeah, like he, a brick shit house. He gets he gets he gets taunted by his name, like <laughs> yeah. like well, I would have if that happened in my family, you know. And uh, yeah. you know, his brother in law would have taunted despite him being just just this you know just massive dude. Yeah. But yeah, I guess in in twenty twenty one, you can make a movie and cast Bobo and Kirk, and it it just sells better. Yeah. And um, he's like
2: fit, I think. Like he must have gotten in shape yeah. or something. He's not like jacked, but he's definitely fit yeah.
0: for and and like i love him working out at the bus stop uh, in the opening montage oh, yeah. like and he's just he's just doing pull-ups at the bus stop looking at his his wife's uh you know real <laughs> estate poster yeah. is so good um when we get to kind of like the big finale of the movie it's because he's bought his father and brother-in-law's uh company from them and then he's using kind of their warehouse to set up this home alone-esque booby trapped he's got a ton of artillery weapons and then he calls in the help of his dad and the Riza, who's his yep. half brother Rizza's in and, this and oh god I, I was I was a little sad that the Riza didn't show up earlier in the movie because I knew he was in it and he's just he's so like fun mm-hmm. yeah. he's always so fun mm-hmm. um but man the three of them kicking ass in there was just beautiful and so much fun
2: and there's a great scene. I don't want to spoil this, even though I know we're in spoilers, but, I, you know, there's there's things that you should still see for yourself. But the the kind of like reveal of Christopher Lloyd. Being a badass. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is So fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like and because I assumed this is also kind of like an action thing that's subverted where you're like, oh, they're going to come for.
1: The dad, yeah, is they gonna come, be the they come for in the distress, pe- like, like right, the second yeah.
2: the dad showed up, I was like, this guy's dead. This guy's yeah. dead. First chance they get to, like, move things forward. Well, much different thinking, and it, so good
1: it, in, in most other films like this, it would be they go for the dad and then he's like, "I'm not going to tell you anything." And then he gets like one exactly. shot off before then he gets blown away. <laughs> yeah, <then> <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that's how yeah. it happens in all other movies. Not exactly how it unfolds in this movie. I'll say this: I, I don't know how to control my Google feed so it doesn't share me articles where the headline reveals plot points. Oh, really? For the thing, no, it's like it's like <laughs> like Christopher Lloyd is an 85 year old action star and nobody. Yeah. And I'm like. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> thank you for writing that. Uh, good, yeah. The good thing is I don't have to click on you now. But um, yeah, but yeah, no. It's it's very satisfying, very fun. I also, I mean, just again from a pure action st- <laughs> spoilered, um, <laughs> from a pure action standpoint, like I felt like the fight choreography is real good. Like you're getting yeah. some really high quality stuff. You can see coherently what's going it's not on.
0: Obscured. Yeah. It's not obscured. Yeah.
1: Not obscured. It's and it's this. It's a fun hybrid again like all things of John Wick it, it feels like he is just this pure assassin everything's a headshot you know and he's just moving John Wick through. is like a like,
2: ballet this is like yeah. a mosh
1: pit Exactly. That, exact that's that's perfect perfect like there's lots of tripping and falling mm-hmm. and
2: like
0: oh, oh and get, like
2: like
1: he oh, gets he's hit also hit been out a of the game
0: for a while <laughs> yeah
2: yeah yeah and he takes a beating yeah. yeah, yeah. Like even though he this, wins this the, on the bus or whatever, like he gets the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, to to what you said earlier about how you you expected like the dad would get uh the mobster would show up to his home and then the dad would get the one shot off and then die in true mm-hmm. action movie trope fashion. I also felt like in that big final uh showdown that I was like, oh, like definitely the dad or RZA or even Hutch, like one of one of them has to, to die, mm-hmm. right? Like, and. And they didn't, which I also kind of loved. And then you, you also get you know the big ending, which is Hutch puts a claymore mine onto a, a bulletproof shield, and he, he <laughs> charges right. at them. Mm-hmm. He charges at them like it's like the mobster is sort of this like horror movie you know villain that you can't. It's Jason, and he he never dies, and the, yeah. it's like so the only way that he can take this guy out is just in the most extreme way. Yeah, um, and he he delivers this line right before he does it, which you you think oh this this is his last his last words before mm-hmm. he makes this ultimate sacrifice. But I love that he survived mm-hmm. and it defied that. And the guy is completely blown to shit. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, you know, and then later it's like, it's just him getting the call at the end. And it's like, <laughs> Does he is he back on it now? Yeah, yeah, Uh, that
1: that is another thing that this movie did. It probably didn't have to. I don't mind that it did. But like kind of like the John Wick stuff where it's like, oh, here's the hotel for assassins or whatever. Like there is a point in the movie where, you know, Hutch goes and talks to the barber who yeah. belongs to the mysterious yeah. society yeah. of former assassins or what, like, so they're Not already like establishing the
0: Elysium's spider. Yeah. <laughs> i was kidding. Wasn't I just wanted that, to reference uh, the spider.
1: The guy who played spider was also Pablo Escobar in, in Narcos. That oh yeah. Great. Sorry, um, James. So you go see the bar. No, no, I was just saying, which is like, you know, again, it opens it up for sequel stuff because they don't really explore those questions. They just go, and this thing exists, which is also what John wick did. So that way they can get three sequels or two, two sequels. Um, But like, I just think it is, it has that stuff in there. It's maybe treated again with more of a tongue in cheek. So as opposed to like taking itself very seriously, it's like, (sighs) what is this place? What's going on here? Who are these people? What's what's happening? But then it, it's, it still works the same way um as a device in the film which is now we can tell you more now there's more to this world that maybe you yeah you, if you're if you're explored. interested
2: yeah so yeah i it's watched a lot of fun this would be a really good like double feature with history of violence the cronenberg movie <laughs> okay you seen yeah. that wow yeah i have i watched it i watched it again because this reminded me of it where it's like nobody is the f- nobody is the fun carefree version of that movie Gotcha. which is basically the same thing. And, I mm-hmm. mean, kind of, but very similar sort of backstory and stuff, um, but way darker and way more interested in the, in for like, me, is this yeah. okay? Is like, uh, for, it sh- it yeah. Can, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. For me, nobody is the fun Eastern Promises. Oh, nice. With less oh. dick, but, you know, fun, more fun Russian. Yeah, there's no <laughs> I'd downstairs. say for me, no.
1: nobody is kind of like the... Uh, Hidalgo
2: of suburbia. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. okay. that's that's what I without would say the horses. Was, yeah, yeah, or the dick. <laughs> Wait, hold on, <laughs> the <laughs> the horse lot dick of dick in Hidalgo.
0: The horse dick. Yeah. Can I also point to that mid credit scene? Which, when James and I watched the movie, we did not know there was a mid credit scene and turned it off. And then I got I haven't seen this because I turned it off. Oh, oh, oh there's a mid credit yeah. scene. Um, what? Well, we got yeah we get Holy i got served, so your rental uh, did expire i got well, served an article that was like fine. the nobody mid-credits scene is blah 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 and i was like what so then i immediately pulled up my rental which i still had you know a couple hours on and we watched it and to just to just to tell you um uh his all it is is basically like hutch's dad and 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 half brother the rizza they're mm-hmm. they're just driving in an rv and it's like filled with guns and it's like clear that oh. they're they're about to go do some kind of like, you know, shit. And you're yeah. like, oh damn, like, are we gonna get a sequel? <laughs> With these. Or two? like now, now, or even just now, all three of these men are like yeah, yeah. a wrecking crew. And it's so cool. So cool.
1: It was very fun. I I I definitely enjoyed the whole thing, and it was a refreshing new take on a genre. It was kind of like when uh, Lifehouse released Six Cycle Carousel. Sure. And we were Uh like, we've heard so much of this, but this feels different, right? (laughs) This is fresh. It's new. This is fresh. Yeah. They've
2: reinvented themselves
0: again. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just like it. Yeah, we did all think that. Mm Mm-hmm. When that came out. Any... any other final thoughts on Nobody that do not revolve around Six Cycle Carousel? I, I, I'll just uh, <laughs>
2: no, actually, then
1: no. Um, I, my only final <laughs> thought is I really hope that they don't like I, I want this to be successful, but mm-hmm. I would love to see this mentality applied to more stuff, more uh, other genres that are kind of played out. Like, what's the Fast and Furious version of like these kinds of things or what, what mm-hmm. have you, as opposed to them? The fact that it alludes to a sequel is very much a trope like a trope thing. And I hope that it's in this movie because it is really relishing that trope, not because I necessarily want more nobody films.
2: It would be great if this did not get a sequel. That's what I don't need. I I don't need two more. I hope everyone involved gets to keep working and making awesome movies. But I do not need another one of these. This was great. Yeah.
0: I, I want the so creative I mean,
1: energy the creative energy that made this so good to be put towards other things as opposed yeah. to this becoming a franchise yes
0: in that similar I vein i also kind of hope that bob odenkirk doesn't become an action star but i do hope that this is the launch pad for other people to take notice and say holy fuck bob odenkirk did it what else can we get bob odenkirk to do that's maybe yeah. not traditionally what you know him to do yeah uh, yeah I get him so more I'm, lead roles yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping that this is kind of a, a catalyst for that. Um, I agree. But yeah, I can't recommend it enough. It's dope. Mm-hmm. 92 minutes like it's such a tight, especially That's, now. And yeah, it's a I, tight I'm movie. Telling you,
1: come on. Can we get the 90 minute movies back? We need them back. I love them. I don't want any. We watched we watched the Warriors uh, the other night. <laughs> yes. um, and that movie is that movie is an awesome. hour and 33 minutes doesn't overstay yep. its welcome at all you know like we get these king king kong godzilla
2: movies every and avengers it, movie
1: well and it's but it's like you're going and you're like yeah i guess the good stuff was enough to offset the bad stuff and i'm like you know you could have made it without the bad stuff exactly. and it would have been a tight 90 and yep. we would have all had a great time this is a yeah. case a case study for that but yeah
0: Really I, I think it's definitely an art to be able to make um, a movie like this, where it's 90 minutes and none of it feels wasted, and all of it—it's all killer, no filler. That's a sum forty-one. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Album. Ooh, Don't well, explain it to me. Band. Band. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, well, I think that concludes our review for nobody. Thank you guys for just chatting about it. Well, thank you. For um, me. I yeah, know. Thanks. I'll be. I'll be thinking about it for some time to come. Uh, mm-hmm. just so you some, got some poster, housekeep. right?
1: You said you wanted to put up put the poster up in the bedroom.
0: I do, yeah, above <laughs> the bed. <On> the ceiling. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> who was it that so, was saying that there's like the street they live on? There's five nobody posters that you can see from like one oh, door. Don,
0: oh, I think Don, not the street he lives on, but maybe he was like driving, he drives through a, an area, yeah, and, mm. and there's like, yeah, it makes it look like he's getting punched all around uh-huh. the whole, every Perfect. billboard. so cool. <laughs> It's genius. It's awesome. Some unrelated housekeeping. Um, we're doing a spring event series at Rooster Teeth and Funhouse is doing a live show. Uh, it's You can watch it remotely. It's Murder from the Top Rope, a championship wrestling roleplay murder mystery. Um, a professional wrestler is found dead under mysterious circumstances. And now the WWFH wrestlers, uh, you know, have to come to, to solve it and... Uh, some people here participating participating in it, and then we have we have more cool cast in it, and there's also a meet and greet component. Component, I can't talk today. Yeah, so are all. you all right? I didn't sleep very well, and then when I when I don't sleep, mm-hmm. uh, my your motor brain, skills your brain goes just mush. like yeah, mm-hmm. it's like when you run a marathon and then you slowly start to shit yourself at the end. That's me when I, I hate when go I do sleep. that. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sick out.
2: of I'm so sick of running marathons and shitting myself.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so there's a meet and greet component too, and I think it's going to be a, a cool event. And if you want to uh, to get tickets to it, you can go to Eventbrite and search for the Spring Event Series and uh, and find find Funhouse on there. And that's going to be May 14th. So just and also if you just go to the Rooster Teeth social channels, there should be. Uh, chatter happening about it too. And that's anything you guys want to promote? I would love to
1: promote Wrestling with the Week uh, comes back this week. Wrestling with the Week season two, Unfit. I don't Comes know back? Yeah, we've been off for the last two weeks. Have you not been aware? Uh, Did,
0: I mean, didn't you? That's what I'm saying. That's like such yo, a little time. I mean, time. it's not
2: exactly a season. It's not like summer break, for sure. I think what's uh, happening okay. is Elise, Elise re-watches episodes so often that it feels like it. it never went away.
1: In the it never goes place. away. <laughs> right,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> wow, yeah. I mean, I guess people, people are clamoring for more. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we'll be back, so uh, hopefully everyone can come check that out.
2: I guess they liked it. I don't have anything to promote.
1: No videos, what would I
3: possibly promote?
2: No, I am excited. All all that stuff we shot in the office, there's at least one coming out soon, I think. Uh, Mm -hmm. go watch the Rooster Teeth version of uh, or the the Rooster Teeth episode of Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Yeah, the YouTube Mm -hmm. one is hilarious. The there's one on Rooster Teeth as well that I I personally think is even funnier. Mm. I don't know if that's true, but they're they're both very funny, so go watch Mm. that.
0: No, I, I agree. Um and yeah, there there is office stuff coming through the pipeline. Let me I can look right now.
2: I know the right one now? one of the, the one that we did the Last of Us themed is coming soon, P- I think.
0: Potentia.
2: Potentia. Yeah. yeah let me mm-hmm.
0: let me take a look at our <laughs> programming here. forgot so,
2: how good that game was.
0: Oh yeah, on a good
2: game
0: April <laughs> April 30th. No quotes. April 30th. There's there's also there a video that's that came out yesterday. Um, uh, Sonic Alpha, these like weird games mm-hmm. that Charlotte found. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's stuff coming down um, the pipe. Make sure to check it out. Bored yeah. hell is still happening. Yep. Bored as hell Raiders is Lost still games. happening.
2: <laughs> so somehow. There's,
0: uh-huh. <laughs> there's some good shit. Um, yep, yep. Well, thank you guys. And thank you to our TD Cody. He's our silent warrior. Mm-hmm. So, someday, maybe. Maybe he'll be on the show someday.
1: Cody, you still got what those if... uh, 30 seconds to Mars clips? No, you don't. <laughs> all right.
0: I don't think he had them the
2: second we were
1: done. He, those were gone. he, needed the, he said something about needing the hard drive space back, but... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do you think Cody one day will, like, have put up his broadcast hat and is kind of living a quiet life mm-hmm. out there, and then all of a sudden, someone knocks on his door, and it's it's James, but you're... Oh. You're 70 years old. Yeah, and I said, I need those clips. Yeah, yeah
0: I need those 30 <laughs>
2: seconds tomorrow. And he has to come back.
1: Yeah. Just yeah. To drink, <laughs> and Cody's
0: 42. <laughs> yeah, 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 I do yeah. that
1: happened. <laughs> well, he just yeah, said we're done here. What did he we're do? <laughs> okay.
0: We're done here. <laughs> I can't read it. Too small for me. All right. Uh, well, thank you for watching and listening, and uh, we'll see you next week.
2: Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye.